You good? Yeah, I'm just uh, just grabbing something quick. Are you pulling up uh, the track listing to Dookie? I don't know why you would even think that. Um, so you uh, do a poetic reading of one of the songs <laughs> that isn't Basket Case? I don't know why you would ever even think that. It's not like you haven't said it a bunch <laughs> leading up to this. Oh, we haven't even clapped. You're right. Three, two, one. Welcome to our birthday episode. Uh, usually these are bonus episodes, but because of how we've been recording things, uh, this is coming out on the normal day. Welcome to No Highway Option. It's a <laughs> cinema podcast where we answer the one question that applies to every film. Is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? I'm one of your hosts, Connor, and it's it's my birthday yesterday when this comes out. It was my birthday. Nice. Happy birthday, Connor. Thank you. It's late. Yeah. Well, happy birthday in the future, Connor. <laughs> but it's early from when we're recording this. Yeah. Or if you're listening today, yeah. Happy birthday in the past, Connor. If you're listening, like, if you're listening on the West Coast or anywhere but the East Coast, the second it drops at midnight, then it's still my birthday. I guess. Yeah. And I'm your other host, Perfect. Luke. And usually we do movies that are randomly given to us by guests that we have to guess. But for birthday episodes, uh, we get to pick them ourselves. So last November, Luke picked The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And for my birthday bonus, I picked a movie that came out the same year I was born. It's 1995's A Goofy Movie. Also known as A Good Movie. It is a good movie. I I enjoy it. It's good, right? It's very likable. It's better than you'd expect for being an adaptation of a TV show. Like it's solid. It's yeah, it holds up solid. There's some um, there's some weird stuff in here. Some stuff that makes you want to say, "Dear mother, can you hear me whining?" All right. <laughs> This was my second pick of what you were going to do. <laughs> no more? It's, How long has it it's been coming later. since you have left her home? I would say it's it's been three weeks. Has this sudden fear <laughs> left your trembling? Uh, if you haven't listened, if this is your first episode, then like, that's probably... <laughs> then fuck you! I say that as if this is a normal occurrence and this isn't just something you've said for, like, two or three episodes. I think it might have even been more than that. It's been a couple. Anyway, uh, Goofy Movie, do you have a history with it, Luke? I have seen it so many times in my childhood. Yeah. This one, for me, was... It 
came about later. I don't remember watching it much as a kid, but I remember, like, a young kid, but I remember just, like, finding the VHS when I was maybe 10, and if I had nothing to do, I'd just pop it in a tiny TV with a VCR attached, and I'd be like, yeah, this is good. I'm having fun. I saw. Look at the Bigfoot dance. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of, this was the the Disney Channel movie of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they did play this a bunch. Because, and I mean, it's understandable. It's a thing you can just easily slap on and tune into and just you're caught up very easily. Yeah. Unless you don't know who Max is. Then you're probably just like, why is there small Goofy? (laughs) He is small Goofy. That who he am. Yeah. He's Maximilian Goof. (laughs) Yuck, yuck. He is the dog man, (laughs) but small. Yeah, I guess he doesn't take after his mother at all, or his uh, his stoned friend, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Let's talk about Bobby <laughs> for a second, because he's he. If we were doing the criteria, because this is a bonus episode, we don't do the criteria. But if we were, he'd be the main candidate for the Brad Garrett Carol Kane for me. Besides one other person that we'll get to in a sec, Bigfoot. But also, no. Uh, but I'll let you know when they come up. But also, Bobby... First of all, he's voiced by Polly Shore, but he's an uncredited Polly Shore, so I guess Disney saw Biodome and was like, no, we're good. Or maybe we he backed him, out. But like, we don't need that. <laughs> uh, but at the end, during the, uh, Stacy's party, where they're watching the Powerline concert... He just flat out betrays his best friend. He just looks at the TV. He's like, that goof kid ain't there. <laughs> what a dick. Dude, he can't be blamed for his actions. He is He's out of his gourd the whole time. <laughs> he is out of his gourd on cheese. <laughs> that kid is not okay. He makes a leaning tower of cheese. Dude, he loves cheese. He loves spray he loves cheese. Spray cheese. Spe- specifically the cheddar kind. Yeah, which, which like, like, you know. Has he had other kinds? Are there other kinds? I mean, it's alright sometimes. You put it on a cracker. I've never, like, sprayed but, a tower of it and put it in my mouth hole. That's, like, too much of the cheese. This has always made me want to do it, but I never have. I'm surprised the Disney parks don't sell cheese whiz. Just, like... Well, no, just like one of those baby bell cheeses, but make it in the shape of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. So you have your own little te- Leaning Tower of Pisa. I don't, like. I think that would take a lot of sculpting of cheese. No, if you just like go to the baby bell factory, you're like, hey, here's a mold. Dump some of that milk in here, and then let's <laughs> fucking make a cheese. Why don't you dump some of that milk in here, bro? Do you know how much money it would make just from people our age to like thirty? 35 i feel like people, people would, would yeah. go for it but i mean this plenty is... of disney food and souvenir like all their sales once you get across the threshold a lot of it's nostalgia true it's 90 percent nostalgia besides like if anyone's buying ryan the last dragon stuff that's true that's that's recent and, though like yeah and moana's guess isn't nostalgia i have nostalgia from a couple of years ago for moana yeah i don't know 
it's it's also what defines nostalgia but yeah the goofy movie recently disney has been like oh shit people like this let's make powerline t-shirts that's prince is there isn't there a thing about that it's supposed to be a combination of i saw it and i don't know where it went uh bobby brown prince and michael jackson it's voiced by or he's voiced by tevin campbell i don't get the bobby brown part i think it's mainly because bobby brown was supposed to voice him apparently ah well then i guess we missed out on that part then they were like hey your drugs are bad (laughs) you're fired tevin campbell come on down and he went cool i'm gonna make this soundtrack fantastic he i mean he probably turned to them and said well no one here is getting out alive this time i've really lost my mind and i don't care so close your eyes and kiss yourself goodbye and think about the times you've spent and what they've meant to me it's nothing to me it's <laughs> nothing Uh, did you watch Goof Troop at all? I did. The show this is based on. When Disney Plus dropped, I watched the first couple episodes of it just to be like, how does this line up? First of all, uh, Max and PJ are children, children in that one. They're like eight to ten. In this, they're apparently supposed to be 14, which they read a little older, I think. Yeah, I, I would peg it. I don't know. You said 13? 14. Oh. Sorry, I got distracted by you (laughs) flat out saying I would peg them. Oh my god. (laughs) You sick fuck. (laughs) That's what you said. (laughs) I was like, I was thinking about they could be 16 or 17, but also... I was thinking 16. I could see 14 now that you say it. Um, I think... If we were looking at some of the other kids that they go to school with, then the age becomes a lot more unrealistic. But these kids could be right on the cuff with like your 15, your 16. It's also tough to tell because like we're used to how human aging <laughs> looks and uh, dog person aging is very different. It's true. The... I think sometimes I want more dog people. And like, it's a whole world. They're not all dog people, but they could all be dog people, you know? Well, it's kind of based off the old goofy cartoons where every character was goofy. Right. But this, most of them are dog-ish people, but then they like start throwing different breeds of dog in it. Like Roxanne's dad (laughs) is a bulldog. That's, yeah, it, it works for the joke. Who, like, I guess, does he not speak, or is he just stern? He's just a mad guy. He's just mad he, dad. He's got a backstory. <laughs> I don't know what kind of dog Roxanne's supposed to be. A human woman. G- yeah. <laughs> she and, is supposed to be. Uh, she is an Angie. Uh, we did improv with a girl named Angie. When she first auditioned, I went, Holy shit, she's Roxanne from a Goofy movie because she looks just like her. It's true. Shout out to Angie. Yeah. Is she ultra-violent? 
Is she disturbed? I better tell her that I love her. Before she does it all over again. Oh god, she's killing me! Uh-huh. Speaking of Roxanne, the opening dream sequence is always really nice. I, I don't ever expect it to look this good, you know? I forgot it completely. That's another thing. Like, you're conditioned to be like, oh, the After Today song, that's the start of the movie. Because that's, like, yeah. what we know. And there's this, just the bizarre nightmare sequence of, like, I'm turning into my dad, including <laughs> the weird little bump on Goofy's head. I like how they kept that detail in, but I'm, I, it makes me go, like, what is that? I think it's, I think it's their version of balding, is what I thought today. Okay, that makes sense. I get that. It's a, it's a little strange for Max to have a Mickey Mouse phone, right? Yeah. If, like, that's his dad's friend. Um, speaking of his dad's friends. Ah, Donald Duck? Yeah, Donald Duck, but also, I know that this isn't what happened. The plot happened. But... You could watch this movie and you could get take away that Goofy was so mad that Max was playing the Guess Who game and he saw thought he saw Walt Disney that he pulled the car over and forgot to put it take it out of drive when he got out. Well, but it's playing off of that's what Goofy does in the beginning. Yeah. Goofy's playing 20 questions with him and he's like it's gotta be Walt Disney which is, again made me think like is, isn't is that God? <laughs> is know. Goofy just like one of those very religious types who's like alright we're going to play a guessing game. Guess one is it the Lord? That should be the first person on your mind at all times. I, I know like he, whose mind yeah. it's on all the time is those nuns who are following them around. We got the nuns. We got my favorite. Well, the winner for the Brad Garrett Carol came for me. It's a combo. It's Big Lady Little Man. <laughs> big Lady Little Man. So funny. <laughs> She's so big. He's so little. <laughs> he sings about how they're going to bone. He does. She goes, yeah. <laughs> She's she voiced by you. Ursula. She's the one who comes that, out of the thing at the end with the singing, yeah. right? I I think it's supposed to be her or just another big lady. But there were a like, lot of Little Mermaid references, so probably. I mean, this entered development what ninety three? Well, she is legitimately voiced by Ursula. She's uh, it's Pat Carroll did a bunch of additional voices for them. Okay. Uh, this started development in ninety three. I want to say. So I guess it makes sense that they would want to put a bunch of mermaid stuff in there because they knew that was their first big renaissance hit. And like they could still merchandise it. Did they I know yet? 93? Was... Yeah. They knew how big of a hit it was? Little Mermaid was 89. Oh, okay. Then yeah, definitely they did. And this was still around the time, and this came out in 95. This was still the time when... Disney would re-release their animated movies every 
five to seven years, I think, just to be like, a new generation can finally experience X. And I, like, this is 95, so if you're doing the seven-year thing, I guess the first re-release of Little Mermaid would have been 96? X going to give it to him, after all. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Because I know my sister at one point was like, yeah, the first movie I saw in theaters was The Little Mermaid. That would have been, we would have been primed for that era of re-release, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh 97 it looks like was its first re-release. So like yeah this like all of the little hint all the little easter eggs could have also been like hey remember little mermaid? You want to go see little mermaid in theaters, remember? don't you? I remember. Oh, they released it on the same day as Anastasia. Oh man, that's a dick move. Well, it's the Don Bluth thing. Don Bluth used to work for Disney and then was like, fuck you, I'm out. Anastasia is a masterpiece. I have not seen it in forever. I thought you were going to say ever. And I was going to be no, shocked. I definitely watched it at least once as a child. But it has been very long. Uh, speaking of people who just left Disney on bad terms, uh, the this was apparently only released because of uh like a contract as they were talking about just the show they were like hey what should our uh tv special be and they like jokingly were like yeah what about a theatrical movie maybe that'd be cool and good old jeffrey katzenberg was like yeah do it and then like a year and a half later he gets kicked out of disney because there's the whole jeffrey katzenberg michael eisner thing which is something people know about it sounds like buckle up (laughs) uh so michael eisner the ceo of disney and jeffrey katzenberg both came over from paramount to try to save disney and jeffrey katzenberg was like i want to do animation let me be in charge of animation and he essentially was one of the people who kickstarted the Disney Renaissance and was greenlighting all the stuff. And he made the animators work harder than they were used to. They didn't like him. It's kind of a little dick, allegedly. Uh, but after Lion King came out, Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, I want all the credit. Like, this was mine. I want to be president. Like, I want a promotion. I think I should be getting more attention than michael eisner is and michael eisner was like this little twerp can suck my shit wasn't he like evil michael eisner like he was the cartoon villain well he is the inspiration for lord farquaad that's why farquaad (laughs) sounds like fuckwad yeah but that's because jeffrey katzenberg left to make dreamworks animation so that's shrek is literally just a spite movie and a perfect spite movie. It's just Jeffrey Katzenberg being like, I fucking hated Disney. I fucking hate Michael Eisner. That's a movie. Shrek and... 1 is the, uh, of the three Shrek properties, it's it's number two in my book. See, it's hard to do that joke when there's so many spinoffs and like... Everything. Well, like, all those, the, the spinoff little things are like, they're not full movies. There's two Puss in Bootses. 
Okay, I haven't actually seen any of the Puss in Boots movies. Well, the second one's coming out eventually. But uh, yeah, I didn't. There's one Puss in Boots. Uh, Zach Galifianakis plays an egg. Yeah, I feel like Puss in Boots is probably all right. I just I haven't got around to it. I only saw the two mainline Shrek titles and the musical, of course. Ah, that's. I was gonna say. Wait a minute. Are you counting Shrek Forever After as? Eh. No, it's a like it's a thing. It's um, people don't really know why it happened. They had this very successful property that was breaking in money. Um, they could have easily made more movies after two, but they decided to pack it in. It's one of the great mysteries of film. I feel like that joke works if there's one movie that people don't like, and the fact that there's two just kind of detracts from it a little bit. I don't know. I like. I've heard different pitches for like fan fiction type stuff, different movies that people think could have been made. Oh, really? What were they? Was Justin Uh, Timberlake in one of them? I have read some fan fiction that had a Justin Timberlake in it. Uh, It it wasn't my cup of tea. No, that one's bad. Shrek Forever After is also not great, but it's okay. Mm. Anyway. But the musical is... Back to a goofy movie. Did you catch... uh, so after the the first power thirst thing in the school and fizz bitch <laughs> banana gun <laughs> that's the power of the power. gun I don't think I've thought of power thirst <laughs> in this decade uh, I think a couple years ago I showed it to Savannah for the first time and that was the last time I thought about it um <laughs> But after that bit happens and everyone's like, oh yeah, Max is the guy and he's leaving school. There's a shot where he's like talking to somebody on the school grounds and there's just a cartoon 40 year old man in the back of the shot that they didn't animate moving or reacting to anything at all. He's a still frame man with a shot. That'll happen. That'll happen a bunch, man. Yeah. Uh, one of the hidden Mickeys, according to IMDb Trivia, is Max's Mickey Mouse phone. <laughs> I wouldn't call that hidden. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, if you were if you were in another room, like, if you went to get a sandwich in the beginning, then it could have been hidden from your eyesight. Yeah. Oh, apparently, uh, Big Lady Little Man, they have names. Apparently, they are named Trini and Wendell. I like big lady and little man. They had they were a running gag apparently. Uh they would just keep getting hurt in goofy antics. Hmm. At least the wife would a bunch. It was quickly dropped for being unfunny and misogynistic after the first <laughs> test screening. <laughs> Might have to go look those up. I kinda like Big Lady Little Man just being the one line, one scene, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> alright. That's alright. Apparently Polly Shore improvised most of his dialogue, yeah. of course. It works. It, it does. It's just very much like, yep, that, that makes sense. I'm confused about the social dynamics of this school. What do you mean? Because, like... Max is nerd guy. He, he's like, is he though? I guess I, he's I at least like he's not popular. Just, he's kind of just guy. Yeah, but so there are times where they're like, here is a very clear high school structure. We have popular kids. 
this kid who's big enough to eat another kid. We have the dirty guys who are reading the comics. We have some cheerleaders and some goth kids. We have two sets of twins hitting on each other. (laughs) Yeah, we have a whole cross-section of the thing. And then the class president, who is a 90-year-old woman masquerading as a 14-year-old girl, is yeah, the she most racist. She can't be that old. Uh, did you see what she was wearing? That's a ninety-year-old woman. She was dressed as Blossom. Blossom from the retirement community. No, Mayim Bialik <laughs> from the Blossom show from the nineties. Uh... All right, time to share my screen for a photo of Mayim Bialik as Blossom. I have to take my nineties card away. It's very similar to what she wore, I think. Either that, or she's dressed as the little girl from My Girl. That's more probable. Yeah. But she's like the most popular girl in school. She's throwing the big party. She got the flower hat. Oh, you're in a mini screen. Hold on, let me make it bigger. Um, Blossom. Yeah, I've never seen that before. It was definitely a show that existed. I don't know. Uh, Mayim Bialik was hosting Jeopardy recently and every night my mom would be like oh I got to see how Blossom does on Jeopardy and I'm like this is the first time you've ever mentioned Blossom and you've mentioned it like six times this week I got nothing man that is uh, that is totally new information for me from top to bottom well there you go Blossom was a show she was a girl uh, but yeah this was made because of a like Jeffrey Katzenberg greenlit it and then left and they were like, oh, I guess we have to make it. And apparently he was big for the pushing on the road trip story. Uh, he was like, I took a road trip with my daughter and it really helped us bond. So they went, oh, oh okay, Jeff. It's a good through line. It's a good it plot is. Plot device. It's, it's, the, it's a very, it's just a good, nice little movie. It's like, I feel like it's Disney's only, like, high school teen movie, at least animation-wise. And it's not even done by the main studio. Yeah, I can't think of any others. But I'm a few years out of the scene. I don't know if they, like, have new stuff now. At least for theatrically released animated films, they haven't. Oh, but uh, Tom Holland is a blue guy. He's a teenager. Pixar. Uh But again, this also doesn't really count as an official Walt Disney Animation Studios movie because this was made by Disney TV Animation and Disney Toon Studios, which was the division that did directed video, directed DVD movies. Like, that's all they did. They did, like, the DuckTales movie. This, and then... A few of them came out in theaters, but they were mostly Winnie the Pooh movies. Or for some reason they went, hey, we're going to put this direct-to-DVD movie in theaters. Like Peter Pan Returned to Neverland or The Jungle Book 2. I think I saw part of The Jungle Book 2 once. I definitely caught it on TV and went, meh. That's I definitely saw Two Peter Two Furious and that I felt the same way about. She's not Wendy. She's her daughter Jane. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that being the entire trailer and like instead of a crocodile, there's an octopus. 
and instead of TikToking, he pop pops his suckers. That's pretty similar. I guess like, yeah, I mean like props for that. Props for the guy who was the idea guy on that because like he had to be like, all right, we need it just close enough so it's also different. And like we got a clock sound. What do we got? Octopus. Yeah. That's a yeah. good that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I don't know if the movie's good, but I think that's I, fun. It's I, I don't remember, it's been forever. Right. It was a one timer. It's not like uh too hunchback, too furious, which has the one line that'll make me never forget it. I love <laughs> Esmeralda. I love penis. <laughs> Of course, she says Phoebus because she loves Phoebus. Uh, also, apparently, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, again, I th- this will probably be not the last time we bring him up, but the last for a little bit. He uh, originally took Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, aside and was like, hey, we're doing a full length movie. They're going to hear Goofy for an hour and 20 something minutes. Maybe do a normal person voice like don't do the goofy voice we want him to have like emotional moments can we get steve martin to voice goofy maybe and then bill farmer did about a week of like person voice and then jeffrey katzenberg saw the animation was like oh yeah god no just be goofy everybody loves gooby gooby's number one it's true i mean he's three in the order of uh kingdom hearts characters i mean sora donald goofy <laughs> sora dolan gooby as far as like usefulness obviously dolan does the the spells every once in a while so he's more helpful but like gooby's a lot more fun and i have a lot less of a hard time listening to him talk you do hear you do get to hear him say Hoyle yeah. a lot. That is that stands out as one of the funniest things throughout all the games. It's like Well, when he dies. Well no. When <laughs> they're doing anything, they'll be like like Sora will be standing next to fucking Captain Jack Sparrow or something. They'll be like, Oh mate, we have to go do some pirate shit. And he'll be like, Yeah, pirate shit. And Goofy will be like, Hook. and then Donald will talk uninterrupted for a minute and it'll just go <laughs> And you have to be like, oh, yeah, he contributed. Sure thing. Thank you, subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Also, we haven't talked about uh, Pete or PJ at all, but they're fantastic. <laughs> Did you realize they're supposed to be cats? I didn't, but now that you say it, yeah. That's something I learned very recently, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. But... PJ is a legendary voice actor Rob Paulson in my favorite Rob Paulson mode, Carl Weezer mode. (laughs) Jimmy, man. (laughs) Max, you gotta go and you gotta get off the trailer, Max. My dad's gonna murder me. (laughs) For a family that has a bowling alley on top of their RV, they do not understand how bowling works. 
but it's but it's Pete. Pete, Pete is halfway to... down the lane. Both feet are behind the red line. That is a foul. But it's his house, his rooms. It's pretty decent, Pete. It's uh, yeah. Um, I practiced it one night when I was staying in a hotel with uh, <laughs> Teresa, and we were laughing at something, and she was like, "You stop being such a goof! Like someone's gonna like yell at us for being too loud." And I was like, "What?" Like half asleep, I was like, "What is it gonna be, Pete from a Goofy movie?" <laughs> She was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then, like, throughout the rest of the night, there would just be silence, and I'd be like, I don't hear those two goofs anymore! And she's like, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, Goof is their last name. His name is Goofy Goof. So, yeah, this is a thing that has been... So, first of all, the scene where they take the map out, the first scene where Goofy's like, this is the map my dad gave me. Uh, also, in case this is your first time listening to this podcast, a good 70% of episodes are just voice real stuff for me. <laughs> just being like, these are my impressions I can do. But they take the map out and it's like all the goofs are on here. And it's like Wallard, P. Goofy, Jeremiah, J. Goofy. But Goofy is spelled with an E in all of them. Mm. Like, I had to pause. I was like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> and there's a whole thing. So when he was originally created, his name was Dippy Dog. Isn't that, uh, that's, sp- another, that's the other cartoon with Uncle Grandpa and the waterfall. What? Dippy Dog is the name in the, the guy in that show, isn't it? They have like a weird grandpa. He's like part of a. He's an elk. Not an elk, the animal. Like he's in the elk lodge. Oh, you're thinking of Dipper in Gravity Falls. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay. No. <laughs> Close enough. So, yeah, Dippy Dog D A D W D A W G was how it was spelled in the 30s. Uh, was the first name of Goofy. He's apparently. Full name is G.G. Goof, with Goofy in quotes. But he has also gone by Goofy G. Goof, Goofus D. Dog. Goofus! Goofus D. Dog! And for a weird time throughout the 50s, which you can very easily find online, they're like some of those Goofy cartoons. He talks like a normal man. He does normal man stuff. He like goes to work comes home has a kid that's not max his name is junior and i always wonder what happened to junior but they call him george geef george geef i don't know what the deal with george geef is but they'll just be like and a uh, good day to you mr geef george and he'll geef be like Oof. i'm going to sell insurance i guess and they're they're kind of boring cartoons it's unfortunate. And in those, he does have a wife. What do you think has happened to Max's mom? Um, hmm. I don't know the lore. I I don't know either. This is not me being <laughs> oh. like, well, time to tee up me to solve everything. <laughs> oh, I thought No, I doing. just, I didn't, I want to know what you think. Because um, I have a thought. I think she's definitely bounced. She's not dead. Because yeah. 
of the way that these characters interact with each other, who Goofy is as a character, we would have heard about her. She's that's gone. Exact, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think it is a bitter divorce. I think that if if she was dead, then Max would have been like, why are you taking me on this stupid road trip anyway? What's so great about Lake Destiny? And you'd be like, well, that's the last place I was before I proposed to your mother. Right. Or something. But, yeah, no, she... She insinuated the divorce and took everything, and that's why Goofy has to work as a department store photographer. And he's good at it. He's good at it. That's the perfect Goofy job. <laughs> like, props to the writers for that. That's great. Like, you see him with that talking to the one kid at first, and it's like, of course he does. Yeah. There's fun to be had here. There's a lot of fun. Uh, What else we got? Goes toes. I don't like their fucking toes. Not one bit. It is weird seeing them without their like cartoon clothes on. Duh, I mean, just like, the rest of it's okay. Whatever. Uh, I do not like that their feet have toes. The one moment where Max is shirtless, I'm always like, that's weird. I don't know why. Like in the beginning, when he like wakes up and just doesn't have a shirt on, I'm like, hey, you always just see him with shirts on. Because you, you were put off by the fact that there's no goofy nipples all puns intended kind of (laughs) like that's just like the is it skin or is it fur thing i guess it's fur because like the skin's in the face i don't know yeah i I think it's fur because if it was skin it would be a much be a much worse conversation yeah true (laughs) the music in this is wonderful yes uh every every little song is just it's fun it's after today's catchy and fun even if kids now are trying to make a meme of the first couple lyrics and being like he's gonna shoot the school i've had multiple people say i've had multiple people send that to me just like a goofy movie would be a lot different if they stopped after they've been laughing since I can remember, <laughs> but they're not oh, going to laugh anymore. I know what TikToks I'm looking for tonight to send to Connor. I'm Yeah, but I've seen them already. That's <laughs> why I'm bringing it up. I haven't seen that trend yet. Um, I think. I don't know if it's a trend, but I've seen multiple people do it. And I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, he does. Okay, look, boomer. He does look pissed when he walks out, but. That's because of Goofy. Speaking of which, are we still on Max's side? Um, not, not the whole time, certainly. I, I think he's being a little shit. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. He starts, he starts a little shitty. Uh, they come around. It's the journey. It's the the bonding, the road trip. He is the antagonist of the film, even though we're supposed to side with him. Uh, until At least one, I've... there's a very clear switch of when Goofy briefly becomes the antagonist, and it's when he finds out that the map has been switched, and there is a moment where Goofy is willing to drive into the median on the highway at full speed and kill them yeah. both. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I could call him the antagonist. He yeah. 
and then he becomes Mad Goofy, and Mad Goofy is terrifying. Hi, Mad Goofy's funny. <laughs> Mad, well, Mad Goofy's one of those, like, Goofy's one of those people where, like, you know, you have that really nice teacher or friend, and then you see them get pissed once. You're like, oh, I never want to be on their bad side. Mad Goofy makes me think, like, holy shit, like, right. Always be nice to Goofy, I guess. <laughs> Don't say his cartoons are boring. Although, to be fair, I did say that about the George Geef ones. George Geef, the insurance salesman. I I think that's what he did. I forget what he did. Uh, we got Lester's Possum Park. Good old parody of Country Bear Jamboree. That's that's a possum thing. Why are there live possums? Because you gotta get your picture taken with something, and also, there's gotta be more than just an animatronic show at this park? Like, there's nothing here. Are there other attractions? This is like the show in the middle of the Yankee Candle, except all the characters are possums. Oh my god, that's right, there was a show in the middle of the Yankee Candle. Yeah, they're like older guys, they're in like a lodge or something, I don't know. Yeah. Was there, isn't there like a... I, I haven't been since, like, I think 2004 was when I went. I used to live very close. Wasn't there, like, a nautical room? I, just, I, I distinctly remember, like, or, like, a sea, a pier. There's, like, toys. It, like, you go in, and then you're, like, in candle area. And then you go through, mm. like, the area where it snows that mostly sells, like, miniatures and toy trains, front of the tree type right. stuff. And it snows every four minutes in there. And then you go through and you're in like a little town, which is more stores. A lot of ornaments for sale in there. And then you go through like the courtyard of a castle. Like you're out front and you can look down into what would be like a moat area with like some fake fish. You go over a drawbridge. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I I just remember there was somewhere with like a pelican. Uh, I don't know. Maybe in like the toy store at the end. It maybe um again it's been one week how are 17 years no if i if i did that i would say it's been yeah there's a very specific one week since you went to yankee sure yeah i i want to know a little more about lester's possum park who is lester He's a possum, apparently, and he's everyone's favorite. Uh, I guess so. I guess that's how you have to answer it. Uh, he, uh, was this like a country bear thing that was like built for the park? We have now effectively like... mentioned the country bears more times than anyone in the past 10 years. Oh, you didn't hear half the conversations I had in my Disney World of apartment are you a huge just... country bear fan nick is of course he is nick loves the country bears man no way why i don't know i i don't think i saw them at all on my program but like those bears. i remember i remember enjoying well that's the thing he he likes the attraction not the movie oh all right brad likes the movie oh, nice. <laughs> 
but Brad. only if, but only if he can get it on VHS. Oh, of course. For some reason, that's his bit. Oh, okay. His bit is one of the best movies is Country Bears on VHS, and there should be an R-rated Figment movie starring him and Jason Segel. <laughs> I'm sorry for blowing up your spot and giving away your ideas, Brad. <laughs> but you can't be mad at me. It's my birthday. It's true. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. And I think in reference to that, I heard you crying out loud all the way across town. Because you've been searching for that someone. And it's me out on the prowl. As you sit around feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, like so right for yourself. No, you're now. <laughs> I am a man of my word. <laughs> you know what this movie could really benefit f- from, and I don't know when I wrote this. <laughs> like, uh, in, all right, just no, just in the context of the movie. I think it's. The scene where Max, like, writes the postcard to Roxanne while Bigfoot and Goofy are snoring above him. I think this movie could benefit from just one, <laughs> one single instance of Max saying fuck. I, I guess, man. I think everything could benefit from one fuck. Yeah, just not not a bunch. This doesn't have to be an R-rated, raunchy movie. Just like... But I'd still watch it if it was. Well, yeah, of course. A raunchy movie would be the new title, of course. And I, I just, I think that the movie just pepper in a single something with Goofy happens and Max just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, whether it's Bigfoot, whether it's him embarrassing him at the Possum Park, whether it's when Goofy finds out about the map. Right. Just like, just one fuck. Let him have it. Bigfoot gets a lot more screen time than I remember, also. Bigfoot is, out of nowhere, a very silly little addition. A very goofy addition, even. Yeah. I like when he danced to Staying Alive. (laughs) Just in the background of a little heartwarming conversation, he's just doing his thing. He knows how to make sock puppets. He's Bigfoot. Right. I think it would have been funny if the letters in the soup spelled out like, eat shit, dad, or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he gave me... I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Fuck you, old man. (laughs) Oh, Max made me a little football note. At least I think he meant to say punt didn't he (laughs) uh shout out to everything i learned from movies oh (laughs) listen to us say (laughs) yeah that happens a lot in that episode (laughs) uh what was i gonna look up oh bigfoot was the coming attractions game hint for this episode i don't think anybody got it i'm double checking now because the time we're recording this i don't have to do the did you get it right edition did you could you would you because uh yeah no nobody guessed it uh 
we got a few guesses of Smallfoot, that movie with Channing Tatum. Did you like it? Was it good? I haven't seen it. Smallfoot, I think Smallfoot's solid. Yeah. Uh, it's It could be worse. It doesn't need the James Corden human subplot, especially when he raps over under pressure. <laughs> no way. Connor didn't like James Corden in something? I liked him when he first showed up in Doctor Who, and I think he's okay in Into the Woods. I think uh, I think Into the Woods has problems that are not his fault. Yeah, that's why I said I think he's okay. Yeah, I uh, uh, I don't I don't dislike James Corden. I feel like James Corden is like on a lot of people's list of. He's just been a little overexposed to me, and it's kind of the same thing most of the time, and that gets a little grating. I think he me. was a weird pick for the Friends reunion. But did then again, I think that whole thing that they did was kind of weird. It seemed weird to me. Um, like, Charming definitely hit the nostalgia button that it was going for. I personally still think that they could have had the same effect doing six to ten episodes of something, of like a limited run the one where they are now or something. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the answer of uh, spoilers, if, if you haven't seen this, we do spoilers here. Um, I, I think the answer of we can't look at them now because it would tear up their happy endings is like a cop out because why does it have to like, why does revisiting them now? Sorry, Lisa Kudrow. I think you're great, but like I'm putting on blast. Oh, she's here. the only uh, character that I like from that. Show. Yeah. Um, I think you don't like any of the rest of them in anything or just, you don't no, like in, in the show in, in that, in that show. Uh, I only liked Phoebe. Yeah. Well, there's like, they get a question at one point about the, um, about doing more episodes or a movie and she's the one to answer it. And she said, that's what she said. She says that they all ended happy and like, it would have to tear up their happy ending. But I, I think that's like a cop out because you don't have to revisit them and go like, Oh, well it's there maybe some of them are going to get a divorce like you can just go here they are nobody is nobody's watching an 11th season of friends for the first time like nobody's coming in there having never seen any of the other episodes they're there for nostalgia so it's just a check-in no matter what you do so why what would be wrong with just popping in and being like okay now look at all the kids are grown up we have two Sprouse brothers, you know, like Chandler and Monica's adopted kids got older, obviously. Time has passed. What's the new stuff that they've gone on with? Like, what are the... In the same way that people do those pitches of like, I would love to see a Seinfeld episode about such and such a topic. Or I would love to hear Michael Scott's take on all of these popular things. Like... Ned's Declassified Marriage Survival Guide. <laughs> right. Like who's to say that these characters couldn't have interactions with like things that are going on currently that wouldn't be interesting to watch because that's ultimately what held that show together was people enjoyed those characters and watched them interact. People fell in love with them. They would, I don't know. I think that they would feel the same way about them going forward. I think it would also be a good way to address like people have a lot of complaints with like, the show is set 20 years ago. So it deals with some things in like a 20 years ago light. It would be a great way to show that you can pull these people forward in time and 
they can interact with things differently. Thank you for coming to my friend's TED Talk. I was going to say, you need uh, you need some help getting out of your soapbox there, bud. <laughs> I just, it made me have a lot of thoughts I when that went. I just, Sorry, I, think it's like stupid I missed answer. three quarters of it because I just had Twitter open in a different tab. And um, I, I think this part should get cut out. But uh, have you heard about the latest Batman discourse? Um, the the Catwoman thing. Yeah, I have I have heard about it. Yeah, Zack Snyder, sixteen minutes ago, just tweeted something with the word "canon." <laughs> oh man, love it. That's all. Um, I think that's you know what that's that's mysterious enough for it to stay in and have I people think be like anyone who knows what, what is... we're talking about has a pretty good idea of what we just looked at. Yeah, go 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 find Zack Snyder's Twitter. I don't if it's still up. I don't understand like the debate. Like I don't understand why you would do a cease and desist there. Uh, I'm gonna say it. I I I don't think it's wild. I think Batman from time to time we just said we were trying not to say it <laughs> feel free to chop it if you want <laughs> or you could just believe me or something <laughs> for the mystery um back to a goofy movie uh earlier drafts on the script apparently they kept the cross-country road trip but they were trying to get them go to go to hawaii or put them on american gladiator how do you do a a road trip to Hawaii. You do goofy shit. <laughs> the car is a boat. Yeah, well, the car is a boat for points in this movie. How do they get the car at the end? They do. It's It lands, it's a little messed up, but it's <laughs> not, uh, you know, it's not completely fucked. It only gets completely fucked when it explodes. Would you say it gets totally fucked? I wasn't in that song. <laughs> I was the only cast member not in that song. <laughs> Nor was I, as I've never done that show. Yeah, you weren't it. Well, you stage managed for a day. <laughs> uh, that's true. I was, I was back there. This was directed by Kevin Lima. Kevin Lima. I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Of the Bean. Yeah, but it's his first it's his directorial debut uh he did some stuff with disney beforehand he wrote for aladdin uh he wrote this he did the story for oliver and company nice and after this he stuck with disney for a while uh his next movie was tarzan oh sweet dude and then 102 dalmatians not as sweet dude yeah i have that game on game boy well, I did. I just gave my Game Boy to my nephew. Oh, nice. That's a good. That's a good hand me down. Yeah, he's six. I was six when I got it. I feel like that's a good time. Yeah. Uh, he directed Eloise at the Plaza and Eloise at Christmas Time for the Wonderful World of Disney. Oh, dude, those slap. I remember. I think we had them taped for my sister, and I watched twenty minutes of it and went. I'm eight years old, this is girl shit, and left. I don't actually remember why I feel like they were good. I don't remember like them at good. all. I just remember being like, yeah, I like those. 
Well, you know what's actually good, and that I have the Game Boy game of what that I bought this year. Oh, he directed Enchanted. Um, don't tell me Enchanted isn't good. Oh, you the Game Boy game you have is Enchanted. Yeah, no, I uh, <laughs> got it. The Rite Aid where I got my COVID vaccine after my first shot, I was just walking because you know you had to do the fifteen minutes right. before leaving. And just walking around, and I was like, you know what's always funny? The Rite Aid DVDs and video games section. You never know what's there. It's never anything new, but you never know. Yeah, man. I'm, like, kind of nostalgic for that time period when it was after the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. They were, like, long done. But you could still go into, like, a GameStop or another game store, and they would have that, like, weird... Somewhere in between small jewelry and like Zippo case, but it the would little, be full yeah, the of like case of the loose games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were always like Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. But no, this one had two still in the box copies of of Enchanted for the Game Boy Advance, and I looked at it and I was like, "Huh, <laughs> that's funny." Huh. And then when then when I had the fifteen minutes from my second shot, I went. I will spend the money on it. <laughs> I think the guy overcharged me for it, but I wasn't going to fight him about it. I think I spent $6 instead of 2 <laughs> But, and then the last thing was a documentary uh, called The Greek Myth of Talos, the First Robot. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Sounds watchable. But I have but... been tricked by the quality of a robot movie before. <laughs> Which one? Bicentennial Man. Okay. I, yeah, that's a weird one. That's, that's a weird Robin. It is. Uh, there are like, I don't know, there are moments of it, but it's just like, it's a very long, it's a long movie of like, how do I die? You know? I want to feel, I want to feel. And then the marketing is just like, hey, look, he's telling jokes. Yeah. He's saying, put a little boogie in it. <laughs> what do you want to be in 12 years? Alive. <laughs> I, yeah, I, for some reason, I just remember the put a little boogie in it thing. And then uh, him like going up to someone and grabbing them being like, I am the proud owner of a human central nervous system. <laughs> Slap my face. Go ahead. Yeah. Bicentennial man, man. It's a movie. It it's definitely a feature film. I just saw. I've been on a real SVU kick, and uh, welcome to our bonus episodes where we get a little looser. Uh, uh, dunk dunk. <laughs> yeah. Dunk dunk. Oh, this law and order, dun, dun. isn't it? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm caught up. Yeah, he had an episode of it, and it was really good. He was like, he was the bad guy, but he was one of the bad guys that's like, you know, he's got a compelling story. He. Like, he has it's... all these different phones. Like, he buys all these different phone cards. And, like, they're checking out an alibi for him. And they call. He's like, oh, no, I was up in, I was upstate at the Twingledorf Motel. And this was, I went fishing. I talked to this lovely woman at the desk. And then I was over at the diner. And then they, like, call all of them. And they call the cell phone. And he's, like, talking on the phone. And you know it immediately. Because, like, if you had never seen Robin Williams in anything, 
maybe you'd be like, oh, okay, well, this is just his alibi checks out. That's weird. But, like, as soon as you're calling him, they're calling all his stories, and you see how long that they're on the phone, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're making a face about, like, what the person is saying to them. And then they relay the message. You're like, that's fucking Robin Williams answering all those questions. (laughs) That's only Robin. (laughs) That's Robin with a funny voice. I, like, zoned out for a second forgot we were talking about robin williams and you said when he like he got an episode i was like goofy (laughs) maybe there's a lot of goofies on svu there's a lot of episodes there's probably goofy in one of them at least bill farmer probably shows up but fucking everybody does (laughs) i'm just picturing ice tea like like slamming his hands in front of goofy interrogating him (laughs) Well, I, I, I was out at the store all night and there was just a body. Hello, yeah. I've never met this girl in my life. I, I know Pete says it's his daughter, but she wasn't in the movie, so I don't remember her. That's a good segue to mention. Uh, yeah, Pete and PJ, like, Pete has a wife and a daughter in Goof Troop. And they are nowhere to be seen in this movie. There's a daughter? There isn't a daughter in the next one either. No, that's the thing. A, Pete, Pete's wife is never seen in these movies either. Oh, I don't know. I like Pete's wife would have just cause to leave. I feel like. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. My son loves I guess me. She... Well, my son respect me. That's also not a bad beat. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, I I guess. I guess she did leave him, and that's why he has this big-ass trailer. It's a wild trailer. Obviously, it's I, not mm. real. Um, but, pretty neat. What? I yeah, would, well, I yeah, would it's go, a cartoon. I would go camping in that camper. I would also go camping in that camper. Just for the bowling alley on top, honestly. I, 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 I like the aesthetics of the inside of that place. They had those, you know, 90s big screen TVs where they were just giant squares. Yeah. My uh, my aunt and uncle had one of them. Same here. Uh, we had... We didn't have ever have, like, a giant one, so we just had, like, regular size TVs. But I distinctly remember being in their living room and seeing one of those. And just being like, that's a square, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the height of luxury! Ah. Uh, the title of this movie, according to IMDb Trivia, refers to both the main character Goofy and the kinds of antics he gets into. If that ain't the truth. That's not trivia, that's just a fact. (laughs) Yeah, this... Goofy movie's great. Yeah, I, I, like... It's Uh, a a winner, I don't don't know. I, I feel like when we do the bonus episodes... They're with movies that were like, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I don't remember you doing that about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, the recent ones. <laughs> yeah. There was a little more to talk about with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen being like, what the hell is this? I think we talked about some stuff here. We, we did. No, we, we, we have. <laughs> we just Which, got a little looser. Uh, Jason Mardson is the voice of Max, and he is not the singing voice, though. Is he... Uh, what else has that, that guy been in? That name sounds really familiar. He's not James Mardson. 
So he's not Cyclops in X Men or in Hop or Sonic the Hedgehog. Or but Superman Jason... or is that someone else? What? Superman someone else? James Martin's in Superman. He's the uh he's in Superman Returns. He's like the guy Kate Beckinsale is dating, and he's like, This is my son, and she's like, It's Superman's son. Who's who's small man Superman? Tom Welling. There we go. Alright. Do they look not alike? Not even close. <laughs> not even close. I did not watch any Smallville. Neither did I, but that's not even... Um, so, Jason Martin has gone on to do a bunch of voice stuff. Like what? Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> uh, he does a lot of TikToks reacting to people being like, I remember a goofy movie, and he's like, well, that's me. I'm Max. Oh, good. Uh, all right, let's... Wow, let's go all... Oh, he was the voice of Chester McBadbat after Frankie Muniz stopped voicing him. What's next? Uh, I... There's there's a lot to go down, man. All right, what's... Uh, he was the cat in, uh, the Hocus Pocus. Uh, try again. Oh god, I don't know. Uh, teenage Clark Kent in 1996's Superman, The Last Son of Krypton. Okay, uh, what else you got? Norman Squirelli in Even Stevens' episode, Your Toast. Uh, I, I may have seen it. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of Max Goof in video games. Tack from Tack and the Power of Juju. Oh! Uh, I definitely rented that from Blockbuster, but didn't finish it. Uh, uh, Static Shock's blonde friend, Richie. Uh, nope. I just remember that was a thing for a while, because, like, there's an episode of Static Shock where something about Richie's dad is racist. Oh, yeah. So he, like, he shouts something about, like, and no, I don't have a friend because of my dad and his stupid racism. And so I was (laughs) like, oh, that... They were like, oh, that's Max Goof, and they just edited it into a Goofy movie, and they're like, I don't remember this part when I was a kid. Oh, man. Isn't Michael B. Jordan producing a live-action Static Shock? Yes, I think so. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know if they canned it or not. The only complaint I I have about that is that Michael B. Jordan isn't also playing Static Shock. Yet. Yet, right. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Announced in October 2020, Michael B. Jordan was going to produce it. And the uh, Randy McKinnon, the writer of the football drama Safety, is writing it. Hmm. Well, good. Oh, that was that Disney Plus movie. Uh, I didn't watch it. I have not seen a lot of Disney Plus stuff aside from the marvel stuff and season one of the mandalorian i watch them when i can yeah Uh, like i'm i'm definitely gonna watch luca tomorrow does it go live or is it you gotta pay 30 dollars for it no for some reason the new pixar ones they're like no they're just gonna show up nice and apparently pixar animators are pissed they're like what our movie's not good enough to be in theaters at the same time what the hell well like kind of get why you did it with soul but like the hell is this yeah i don't know i've heard it's very charming and i'm excited for it 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 looked good 
Uh, he's I Danger do like Duck. Lynn. He's Danger Duck in Lunatics Unleashed. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda has nothing to do with Luna, or Luca. Are you sure? Positive. Just not even the one a tra- producing bit. Nope. The one trailer just has the Italian singing guy that kind of sounds like him. Was he not part of the marketing at all? No. This has nothing. Uh, the next Disney Animation Studios movie, Encanto, is a Lin Manuel Miranda music movie. But maybe that's enough- maybe that's what it is. Is I got this mixed up with that. I mean, they haven't really started that, but like, also in the Heights just came out, so like, I knew he had a Disney thing coming up, though. Um, it's yeah, then it would be in Canto. But yeah, he has nothing to do with Luca. I don't think this is like an Italy movie, all about Italy. Ah, uh, nice. Uh anyway, yeah, actually, no, that'll go live in about five hours. Right on. Just like the reviews for Black Widow have gone live. And they're largely positive. Yes, that tracks. Which is cool. Uh, and of course, Ben Meckler had... I've told you about the Ben Meckler tweets, right? I don't, I don't even think I know that name. So he, uh, he's a writer and a director. He does a lot of animation stuff. And... Uh, he, every time a big movie comes out, he, like, when they drop the embargo so all the journalists can tweet about it, he just makes a tweet being like, hey, he puts his review out for the movie, but there's always one little thing of bullshit in it. Nice. And he just uses it to see how many, uh, websites just scoop up oh what's the uh like just scoop up tweets for their headlines and they're almost always there uh let's see so ben meckler says about black widow honestly blown away by black widow it's low-key one of marvel's finest an emotional story with great performance and a high-stakes chase through a russian jc penny that might be (laughs) one of the zaniest and most badass action scenes in mcu history (laughs) fans are gonna love it and then he responded with three words big mouth billy bass <laughs> hashtag black widow <laughs> he does it for all of them like when and when uh infinity war came out he's like i love the part where they all just stop to eat vidalia onions <laughs> and then it gets scooped up yeah it's great it's oh it's one of the greatest bits uh but speaking of critical reviews what do you think the uh rotten tomatoes even though it's not the greatest metric uh, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for a Goofy movie is? Um, I'm going to say the audience is going to be high. The audience is going to be like in s- somewhere in the 84 to 87 range. And the critical reception, 76. Audience score, 70. Oh, damn. Critical reception, 58. Damn, dude, I was wrong on both counts. That seems Which low, I think is kind of rude. I get it being, like... I mean, there's, like... Oh, there's gonna be the anti, like... Oh, it's just a longer episode of the TV show. I suppose that is a valid thing. argument. But this is a solid little movie. Yeah. This is, like, a nice, fun little, like... It's a good time. And... 
It's one of Jacob Tremblay's favorite movies, apparently. Ah, Jacob Tremblay. The kid from Room. Oh, okay. All right. And he's in Luca. But it, that just came up as a related thing. It's like Jacob Tremblay's five favorite films. Ocean's Eleven, Empire Strikes Back, Raiders, The Dark Knight, and a Goofy movie. Right. Kid's got, kid's got good taste. Good job, Jacob <laughs> Tremblay. The kid knows what to say to reporters. Good job. <laughs> Uh, there's also, uh, I, I, I can't go without mentioning Wallace Shawn is in this movie for a second. He absolutely is. A silly, silly voice man. He says, science slumber party. <laughs> uh, Eye to Eye is a banger. All the Powerline songs are great. Power Thirst, he comes out of the gate swinging. All the songs are great. I think the worst one is Nobody Else But You. But, like, it's still a solid song. It's still a good little duet. Uh, uh, James Mardson doesn't do the singing voice. The singing voice is done by someone named Aaron Lore. And Aaron Lore wa- is in uh, the Rent movie. Um, I just remember watching the Rent movie with that knowledge and being like, Oh, I remember... Like, that kind of sounds like Max. And he's apparently married to Idina Menzel. Hmm. Good for him. No. I feel very if-then about that. <laughs> he's also uh, Dean Portman in D3 Mighty Ducks. Ah, I'm way behind on the Mighty Ducks show because of moving. It's over, isn't it? Uh, I figured that it would have ended by now, but, uh, like... We're episodes and episodes behind. So am I, because I'm not watching them. Yeah, I know you're not. Did you watch Loki at all yet? I saw episode one. I haven't watched episode two yet. It's good. I'm I'm digging it. I'm feeling it. Waiting for... Uh, I uh, usually watch the Marvel shows with past guest Chris Budnicki, and uh, he's been busy. Ah. Uh-huh. And this movie got a sequel that actually went direct to DVD. An extremely goofy movie. It was extremely Uh, goofy. It's extremely goofy. It's about Max going to college and doing the X Games and Goofy going, I should go to college too and do disco stuff. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think it's like good enough. I don't like it as... It's like fun for different reasons. Yeah. I don't like it as much as this one, but yeah. I, it's still enjoyable. It's one of the better direct-to-DVD Disney movies. It's not the best, the best, but I dig it. The best one is probably Lion King one and a half. Lion King one and a half. That's the one where it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It is. Timon and Pumbaa. It's great. It's it's alright. It has the Dig a Tunnel song. Quick before the hyena come. Dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. Reception for Extremely Goofy Movie is better than a Goofy Movie. Uh, it's got a 63% critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it played a little more on TV. Probably. And, like, people didn't have to pay to go see it in theaters. Yeah. 
So they probably were like, yeah, this is better, which I don't think it is. Well, it's it's like an interesting valley there with like ages of kids in the same way that like uh, people who are like our age, we were kids, fit into a certain era of those Disney re-releases. So yeah. nobody really saw them in theaters the first time the original like anyone who's who's the right age for that they saw them when they were getting pushed when they were getting marketed so they have this nostalgia they have this base not that any of them are like bad movies but they have the benefit of being there so then you get it reinforced another couple of years i think if you missed a goofy movie how many years are there in between the first one and extremely goofy five five okay so yeah so like this is the new movie and they're pushing it and then it gets really received well they keep playing it yeah and then it's there yeah i yeah i think they should do a third i'd watch a third i uh constantly think about you remember the movie due date yeah where it's like zach galifianakis and robert downey jr have to like make it cross country to get to robert downey jr's wife having a kid yeah, is isn't it? it like it's like trains planes and automobiles but about getting there for the baby goofy and max gotta <laughs> leave pj's wedding in order to get to the other coast where roxanne's having a baby and max is worried that goofy's gonna be a better grandpa than he's gonna be a dad is max is doesn't max have a new love interest at the end of the second one no he just doesn't have roxanne there's the girl with the beret but she goes for pj oh but you do yeah, that. Yeah. You I call it that. generation. You call it generation goof. Generation goof. Um, I think that there's a strong possibility that you'll see another one of those movies sometime soon, especially with Disney Plus. I would like it. <laughs> I would like to see that. Yeah, I'd watch that. We got anything else to say about Goofy movie? Uh, I don't think so. I liked it. Uh, I don't think that I liked it better than the Pacifier. I do like it a lot better than the Pacifier. I love this movie to death. Great, fun, little movie. It has... You know what the Pacifier doesn't have? What? Pacifier doesn't have Big Lady Little Man. <laughs> it doesn't. But uh, this movie doesn't have the Peter Panda dance. But it's got the perfect cast. The, uh, the Pacifier? Absolutely. No, the... Goofy's <laughs> the perfect cast. The dance they do at the end with Powerline. Yeah, I know. I just I really like the Pacifier, man. I like it's, it a lot. I like the Pacifier a lot too. I'm not against it. If I was against it, why the hell would I be doing this? <laughs> why would we have done so many of these already? Yeah, right. Yeah. But yes, yeah, uh, that's that. That's uh, that's that's our discussion on Goofy movie. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a coming attractions because this is birthday. No, we're uh, doing Amelie next with Brandon from Jerks Productions. Uh, it's a fun French episode. You find sheep asleep. It's it's pretty, it's pretty French. Wait, wait. It is pretty French. Uh, you'll hear. It's that. a fun little movie. Yeah. You hear that movie next week. Yep, I was on the uh, blank check Reddit today, and someone made a tweet about like uh, trying to go viral. Uh, uh quote tweet with your favorite doorknobs from movies and i was like oh well the one that amelie turns backwards to fuck with the fruit guys pretty good <laughs> pretty good doorknob nice and some guy was like oh shit that's actually really good <laughs>
Good answer, Connor. Yeah, I, I was proud of it. Um, coming up soon. Soon, uh, a- Sunday maybe. Sometime next week, we're gonna be doing that Fast and Furious marathon. Uh, um, check out our social media where you might get some tweets from yeah. at least one of us as it's happening. I know I'll be recording little check-ins on my phone after each movie to uh, t- to edit together into a supercut of me probably losing my sanity after <laughs> what's going to be upwards of 12 hours of cars. Yes, I had I have an idea, but uh, we can talk about that. Um... The tickets have been purchased, so we're going to see it in 4DX. Yeah, yeah, not a, an idea for how to structure it yeah uh and yeah we're gonna be watching every fast and furious i have seen number one and i'm pretty sure i saw seven but other than that these are mostly gonna be new to me <laughs> going in blind i'm Clip- excited i saw clips of a bunch of them it it'll be a good time i don't really want to watch hobbs and shaw i That's definitely like, want to watch hobbs and shaw it's the only one i haven't I seen yet don't think we have to oh dude that's that's quitter talk right there I don't, I don't, I, th- I think we just gotta watch the main line. Uh, we'll, we'll suss it out. We'll suss it out. By suss it out, do you mean argue after Fate of the Furious ends and I go, alright, I'm gonna go to sleep. And you go, no! <laughs> yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, probably. <laughs> alright, but yeah, tune in for that. And then tune in next Tuesday for Amelie. Follow us anywhere at no highway pod that's on your twitters instagrams your whatever the hell you wants yes sir i mean not really whatever the hell you wants we don't have a tumblr so like you can't do it there does anyone have a tumblr anymore is tumblr real i still have my old tumblr oh i log on to it occasionally forget nothing i never did the tumblr thing there are some funny pictures sometimes nice uh, are you just not? Are you just not gonna do chicken because it's my birthday? Uh, well, for for Connor's birthday. No, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. We can. You, is, that's not a problem. <laughs> Bonus episodes are looser. I never know what we're gonna do. Uh, you know what would be goofy for Connor's birthday if you got us in touch with the old owners of the Rafters Bar and Grill in Amherst, Massachusetts. The restaurant has since closed. We're looking to replicate the Yukon Gold chicken wing sauce. It's Connor's birthday, so extra special push. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our phone line. Let us know. Get us in touch. 301-941-7493. That's the tip line phone number. Leave us a message about Goofy Movie, about Amelie, about Fast and Furious, about the pacifier. Request a movie. Yell at us for, I don't know, something. Did we not mention your favorite part of a Goofy Movie? Are you a huge fan of... Uh, the guy in After Today who goes, I'm gonna sit on my butt. <laughs> just, just, I don't know, man. Give us a call. Yeah, say something. 941-7493. We'll play it on the show. When we do our Vinny Awards, we're gonna be doing the Random Request Roulette next. We've got a few movies on there, but give us more. They so, can have can... friends. The movies on the wheel like to have friends. Yeah, it's, it's a strange thing. Uh, also, coming up later this summer, uh, we've got another uh this will probably be the last of the bonus episodes for about a month because in about a month we're gonna be doing 
Space Jam, A New Legacy. More trailers keep coming out for it, and by God. It certainly exists. It looks worse. I think it's going to be worse. The latest uh, TV spot that I saw definitely features them rapping at one point. Yeah. (sighs) But uh, (laughs) stay tuned for that. Come on back. Y'all come back now, you hear? But, uh, anyway, that's this episode. Thank you for tuning in to this birthday episode. It would be nice if for my birthday you told some friends about this show. You told them your favorite episodes. You you subscribed. You had them listen. You, I don't know. Just just spread it around. Spread the love. Yeah, for Connor's birthday. And just in general, because you like the show. Yeah, that's true also. But that's it for now. Tune in for Amelie and the Fast and Furious stuff. But for No Highway Option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And as always, these have been our opinions. And if you didn't agree with them, go yuck yourself. Because it's our <laughs> way. <laughs> no. no.